startuprad.io, your podcast and YouTube blog covering the German startup scene with news, interviews, and live events. Hello and welcome, everybody. This is Joe from StartupRay.io, your startup podcast and YouTube blog from Germany. Today, I have another interview together with our sponsor, Invest in Hessen via Hessen Trade Invest. Thank you for the support. And we are talking to Rene. Hey, how you doing? Hey, Joe. Nice to meet you. Thanks for the invitation. Totally my pleasure. We have to tell our audience it's not the first time that you're in one of my podcasts. I vividly remember back in 2012, nine years ago, uh, I was uh, starting a German-only podcast together with a co-host and you've been our first guest and nobody had a clue how a podcast should work and fortunately the audio never got published <laughs> <laughs> yeah i remember that episode and it was a really a fun episode uh and, and we could all learn uh, from that and yeah it's, uh, it, I, i can't really imagine that it's already so so long ago yeah it's incredible and our audience who's following us for quite some time they may know your cto mario who has been a guest in the past i think two, three, four times. And he's also a member of the usual suspects for the annual FinTech review, which will be published again this year on the 25th of December. So you got something to hear during our Christmas and New Year's break. Sorry, all the advertisement got out of the way. So you guys are from FastBuild. You are the founder of FastBuild. And uh, I was looking at it and you guys founded FastBuild back in 2007, before even fintech was a thing. And yeah. right now you're one of the top three providers of invoicing and accounting software for small enterprises and freelancers. How did this get started and how did you become a top three provider there? <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, um, we, we, we may add a top three provider in Germany, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and this is uh, hard enough to get to. <laughs> so yeah, um, actually, 2007 um, was the, the time when we when we um, didn't do um, any software um, specific software company. Um, I was um, running a like an IT agency and uh, had a good network with other guys uh, that wanted to um, create nice uh, software for clients, uh, and we um, we found out that. There is a new trend coming up, which is which was called uh, online uh, portals or online services, and we at this time we 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 started several projects at once. So um, like a shopping platform, uh, like early SaaS uh, um, platforms, and uh, Fastpay was one of them, where we. Um, Uh, we we put our own pains and um, and problems that we had with our companies into a solution that we really needed ourselves. Uh, and this was ba back then. It was um, something we just need to track time and uh, bill uh, the, um, um, the the time to clients. So this was something that was really very painful because it was all based on like Word, Excel, and like not mobile, not um, like uh, collaborative with team members. So this was something we wanted to build, but it took us another four years um, from then to really start the company, fast build, uh, like the fast build company. So we we started off pretty early um, with well, I, I like call ourselves always the pioneers, one of the pioneers of SaaS uh, in Germany, 
Um, in 2011, uh, we like Christian and me, we quit our jobs uh, and did uh, full-time fast bill um, product development. So, and this was something pretty new and there was no real, like, I mean, beside uh, angel investments we, we got, there was no real investment opportunity. So we needed to be like a bootstrapped company for several years, as well as many others that started during the years. Um, but I mean, I think something that made us very special is that we always had a very close connection to customers uh, and listened, listened to their needs and really talked to them. Uh, very closely and try to understand what the really uh, real problem was, um, and yeah, we um, we managed to to grow um, like constantly and uh, and did good uh, uh, products. Um, we have two products right now. One is uh, the invoicing and accounting platform for small businesses and solopreneurs, which is very um, successful. And we have uh, another product that is doing subscription billing for subscription businesses. So this is also something we. We, we did on the way. Um, yeah, and today, um, I'd say that, um, besides, um, uh, like two other players, uh, we are, we are one of the, the biggest names in the German speaking market, Germany, Austria, Switzerland. Uh, we are, we do have customers in, um, in 13 other European countries. Um, although since we have an English, uh, language version, although we did not really, uh, focus on, um, expand in, in those markets. So you see, um, it's, it's a big demand. It's still a big problem. And the market is still very, after 10 years, it's still uh, at the beginning. Um, there are millions of possible customers and only a few of them have a solution like Fastbit. Uh, and I remember that you at least tapped your toes a little bit into Brazil, as well as took a serious look into the United States. But this uh this was no venture you seriously started right yeah um we got the opportunity to to look into like the us market with a german accelerator back then and also um to look into the brazil market um uh because one of our like team members moved to brazil and started to to research and um i mean the us market was pretty Quick, it was clear that this is too much of a um, of an investment for for a small company like ours. Uh, but the Brazil was very interesting, the Brazil market, because the the need uh, of um, electronic invoicing was growing pretty rapidly, and um, they just introduced um, ways um, how to like electronically um, do invoicing and get uh, get paid better. So we, we get good, um, good traction, um, and, and then needed to decide if we want to continue this path. And as I said, as a small company, without any venture funding at this point in time, it wasn't really doable to, to, to approach such a big market without spending a lot of money and going down there as a, as a, uh, as a founder, uh, to, to do that, uh, firsthand. So we had to decide to, to, to stop it in Brazil, even if it was uh, very interesting, but you, we, we weren't able to, to, to focus on two markets at this point in time. So yeah, it was a great, um, uh, approach. And, um, maybe I, I will like repeat this kind of market research with a, in the future, uh, again, but, um, for us, it wasn't, wasn't early enough to, to, to go in a totally different market. Yeah. It's, it's always, uh, Actually, when you're small, 
in your home country and you expand to another country, you're basically risking the complete company. That's, that's always a big gamble. I can understand why you didn't do that. Um, later, I, uh, was it like in 2018, 2019, uh, fintech was really getting hot, uh, like finance and accounting software. And then you raised actually VC money from FinLab and uh, Comparion, which is a subsidiary of KW. Uh, correct, correct. Um, yeah, it was um, from today's, today's perspective, it was really a little bit too long uh, to doing um, like bootstrapping mode and then uh, raising venture capital. Um, it was something that uh, when, we, when we found out that this is getting more trendy, more hot, the topic, um, we were like, talking to VCs right away and the interest was uh, pretty overwhelming. Um, but I mean, um, after six years of bootstrapping, you, you, you really had to, to manage a lot of real estate in the company, as, as I was called it, like products and so on. So it is something um, I would recommend doing earlier if possible. But in our case, um, it, I mean, we could, uh, we could do it. We could uh, do the next step uh, and and um like raise a couple of million euros uh to to grow the team to grow the company and to um uh scale marketing channels and so on so it was was a great um opportunity <clears throat> and i mean it brought us to the place where we are right now so i think it was it was a good step to go and the partners were uh, very good as well um they were like um long term uh, oriented they they knew how how um like accounting the accounting work world uh runs uh so it's not it's not comparable to a shoe online shoe market for example it's it's something that's uh, taking much more like strategic approaches um higher it has higher customer retention but also you need to convince the people to to give your uh, their financial data they are um like their their existence uh, existence uh, is is connected to so it's it's something uh, Sometimes uh, you need to have an understanding of the investors uh, that this is a real, uh, um, yeah, deep shit for the for the customers. So. <laughs> it's it's not like the typical VC. They tell you, uh, okay, you can do that in one year if I give you five million. Uh, let's try it in three in three months and I give you fifteen million. Not that kind of VC, right? Right. I mean. Um, for us, it was very important to get a, to get connections to um, to, uh, for example, the bank in industry out of the out of the VC uh, network as well. Uh, it wasn't just the money uh, that we wanted to to um, to get. It was also, um, I mean, our thesis were, for example, uh, partnering with big banks uh, will bring us customers for a lower price. Um, so we tried to get a VC uh, out of the fin fintech industry. Um, and also we had some, I mean, um, you never know how, uh, how scalable each marketing channel is. So you need to, to find people that, uh, really, um, uh, believe in, um, uh, in, uh, like going together for a longer time. Uh, and this is what we definitely found here. It, it was, uh, they always wanted to understand, uh, why uh, things happen and how the business model is. So this is something I really like. Um, like just part, partly financial, uh, perspective. 
yeah, that, that's also one of the lessons we get on a very regular basis here. Not all investors are alike, even though their money is most likely. Um, we are talking here because you guys got bought completely all equity by FreshBooks, which is also, I do believe, in the area of accounting, a unicorn based in Canada, in Toronto. And um, they already bought a fintech in Mexico back in 2020. And now they're expanding to Europe in 2021. How did this deal happen? Because it's time of Corona and I'm not supposing you, you just flew over to Toronto and knocked on the door. Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> Yeah, it was a it was a crazy crazy year uh, or one and a half years uh, looking from now. So it was definitely something that uh, wasn't wasn't completely um, planned this way from day one. Uh, we were de definitely like thinking pretty openly how to how, how to grow the company um, in the in, like one year ago, um, and like we were like already a profitable company so we were not in a rush in a way so but but we thought okay so the competition is not is not sleeping um, um they they know what they do they are like do a very good um like um business so how can we leverage our long experience and our uh, great great talent and great product even more besides the um the profitable growth and the 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 channels we established um and i thought um maybe it's something that um that is based on a, part, a strategic partnership um and as i already said um we always believed in some kind of strategic partnerships for example with banks or with insurance companies or with others and i thought maybe it is uh, the right time to think about um like uh, changing something in the shareholder structure so we have somebody on board that really can um, uh, can push us even more with more resources and more um, um, not not only financial resources but also manpower and and structure and whatever so we we, we definitely def um, we did a, at first a market sounding finding out if people are re really value what what we have and uh, can, can bring extra value to us so we had a lot of talks about uh, with other, with uh, possible partners, uh, and we decided that um, we definitely need some some partner that is uh, that is in the same business, like in the accounting business, and um, is, is doing like playing in the global game. And um, we need new FreshBooks, the FreshBooks team already at this point of time. We met them in Vancouver at a um, at a congress a couple of years ago. And we've already talked to to Matt, uh, who's uh, uh, SVP in corporate development at FreshBooks, and Mike, uh, the the founder of FreshBooks. We already knew had the connection, and we already like they already asked us if you do something like a like fund fundraising, just uh, let us know. So yeah, we talked to them, and we found out that this was a perfect time, um, like talking about this kind of partnership um, because FreshBooks just started to to um to roll out their global expansion um and we really were looking for a powerful uh like lever for our uh, for our um, potential so um we had really good talks from day one and um we found that the the, the, the culture the strategy the, the the values are really matching up uh, perfectly so it was very very clear that we want to do that um and i mean for me it wasn't necessary to 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 sell every share, 
uh, of of the company. But I mean, this was something FreshBooks was was what uh, was part of their strategy. So we decided on doing that, and now we are also like received a part of the um, of, of the um, like acquisition amount in, in FreshBooks equity. So we we, we continue like. Um, uh, we are still on board, uh, and 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 um, we can profit by the value increase of the of the whole company. And since they are a unicorn already, this is very interesting. So that means it's most likely you, Mario, which our audience already knows, and Benjamin. You guys, you three guys, get some equity in FreshBooks and stay on board. We we definitely stay on board. This was the um, the main like thing that they they needed us to um to uh, approve and we definitely never said we want to go out so this uh, matched so we wanted to uh, to to do to follow the vision um, um still and don't like jump off in any way so we wanted to to be part of the success um the overall success and um, we do have um, the other shareholders that also sold, sold their shares are also now part of uh, the uh, the shareholders of FreshBooks. So we we have this uh, operational team, as you said, Mario, Benjamin, and me, and we have the um, ex fastball shareholders who are now like exited uh, the company and also uh, got a, a couple of shares. Mm -hmm. uh I know because we discussed it before you've forbidden from uh, talking about the price tag, but according to my understanding, uh, you, you always say you have mid seven digit revenue. Uh, you have to publish a balance sheet, but that doesn't include a P&L. So I don't have anything other than assuming five millions with normal multiples from 15 to 20 times the acquisition price, cash and equity together should be somewhere around 75 to 100 million. Is that approximately correct? I would really love to to give more, like uh, say something like a yes-ish or, or yes or no, or maybe, but um, like as part of the of the deal, we decided not to to disclose any financials um, because there is a expansion strategy going on, and this would uh, really uh, make like give some kind of disadvantages if some financials would be uh, would be public. Um, for now, I just can say um, people can <clears throat> calculate uh, what they think what is real, uh, and this is where I really uh, uh, th thanks for thanks for. Uh, for understanding that we don't uh, disclose that. Mm -hmm. When we talked before, you, you uh, because we're now looking a little bit about the future, and you said something very nice. I assume it's from FreshBooks. They they told you local heroes stay on board. Yeah, um, I mean, <clears throat> maybe maybe to to explain a bit why um, for FreshBooks this is such a good deal, um, and, and this also like get gives gives a good um um like helps us with uh, getting a good valuation um we um as i said uh, the german market and accounting is not very easy uh, so we have millions of millions of uh, small companies here but still after 10 years now i would consider just um like all of the players with including us uh we um we covered uh, let's say i don't know a, Maybe not even ten percent of the market. <laughs> so um, it's really hard to, um, to 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 create a product that really 
uh, fit, fitting the needs and uh, matching all the, um, uh, the, the, like the, the boundaries we have in Germany, um, uh, like bank connection, accountants, uh, software and so on. So, um, for a company that is, um, like from, especially from, from North America, they, they don't really, uh, see themselves um, able to just go growing organically in markets like Germany, but also like other um, European country, uh, France, uh, Benelux, Scandic uh, um, countries. So they, um, they can just use their product and, and, and sell it in Germany. So it's very important for, for such a company to uh, find the local heroes that know what, how, how it's going on here how you can really uh, make customers happy and bring the technology that really works since years uh, along with in, into the deal. So this is what um, what their interest was, find somebody who can really ex extend uh, their um, the growth and their success into markets they would not approach on their own. And this is why it was important for, for us to be very independent, to work what we, what we know will be successful, to do like... Uh, um, our autonomous decisions. Um, and also for FreshBooks, it was very important that we do that, that we stay here and that we are incentivized, that we, um, that we, we are really, um, happy to be part of this global family. And this is what I think is a perfect match now. Hmm. Fortunately, you got, uh, you got bought by a Canadian company. I, I've once heard uh, Canadians being described as the polite version of America. So that, <laughs> that should be pretty good for company culture. As you already said, there are some expansion plans there. Um, and, uh, many things are different for, uh, companies either based in the US, uh, Canada, or, or even France for that, because uh, PSD2 is something pretty similar. There's data protection, with, which is similar, but taxing and tax regulations. Oh, my God. My, my tone is just rolling back, just thinking <laughs> about that here in Germany. Um, I had to uh, take one course in taxation back in college here in Germany, and I, I vividly remember the last row in the script of the professor, uh, good tax advisors in Germany are very lonely people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you have anything to add there and how are you going to help FreshBooks to expand here in Europe? Um, I mean, we definitely, you can definitely say there are some, some European specific, um, uh, boundaries and rules, uh, that are, that are like making Europe special in comparison to the, uh, North America or Australia, uh, um, or, or even Asia. Uh, but, um, in Europe, we do have some rules that are pretty similar. Like, for example, um, EU tax VAT rules or, um, on, or like, um, e-invoicing, for example. So those are the things that really may help us to, uh, to look into different markets, uh, like starting off from Germany. Uh, when, when I look to the Italian e-invoicing, this is very, um, very understandable, understandable from our perspective. But for North America, it's, it's very different. So this is something that really makes a, uh, that unifies, uh, some of the countries here. But in addition to that, we do have uh, more complications, more specific things in Germany. Um, as you just mentioned, uh, tax regulations and 
when when I think about tax regulations, is is also the gatekeepers that are involved here. Like usually in Germany, um, every company has an accountant or a, an accountant um, tax advisor, um, um, where accountants are really doing the 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 work. Um, we don't have such a big culture of bookkeepers that really do your books uh, and, and help you out. You need to pay the accountant uh, office, which is not very um, easy because those guys are really um, doing like hard tax work uh, and they are not like uh, sitting in your office uh, and they are not cheap and so on. So you need to, to bridge some gap between yourself as a small um company or as a like fresh founder who has no idea about accounting about tax rules and the um, professional that is really taking 80 euros an hour to do that but you don't need you don't know what he is she or he is doing and why and so on so there's a <clears throat> there's a big gap and then there is the software um there is uh, with DataF is a big um <clears throat> yeah i think 80% or 90% of the market is covered by DataF so you need to access this ecosystem as well, uh, which is not always easy. We we are partnering uh, with Dativ since five years or so now, um, and this is um, this is very special uh, to understand. There were not always good documentations about Dativ interfaces, so it's it's something you need to know. And PSD two is the next uh, big thing. Uh, how can I access bank information? That's a totally different game than in the US or in Canada. So yeah, um, I, I would say it's um, it's very special. And um, when I started the company, I was very startup minded, uh, like move fast, break things. But now <laughs> it's a different thing because I always think, um, okay, you need to have the correct uh, like contacts. You need to talk to the right people. You need to, you need to do it right. Accounting is something that cannot be done just eighty percent. It needs to be done hundred percent. So this is <clears throat> something we learned on the way here. Uh, we may uh, j j just one detail we may explain to everybody who's not from Germany what DATEV is. That is your means to exchange tax data, more or less. It, it's, it's a German software standard. that tax advisors use for their daily business, uh, and we need to put data into their system. That's right. So this is the interface that everybody has to connect to. Oh, that uh, very, very exciting. An interface which is already boring for taxes. Ooh, I think we reached a low point. Let's change topics and talk a little bit about the local ecosystem since this is sponsored by Invest in Hessen. Um, first thought I had about this, um, there are now some exits. What comes to mind is like Kobe bike already a, f a few years ago, uh, crossings. Well, uh, which we covered almost exclusively, you guys, um, they all had cash events. So meaning the first generation, now that I got some money, uh, they are going to invest. And I think you are likely to do as well. And what do you think about the importance of those people for the ecosystem? I mean, it's... Um for me, it's always important not to move to a certain city in order to to be a successful entrepreneur. Um, it's it's something you need to be like you need. I, I think you always need to choose yourself where you want to to live and work, and and what you work. So, um, living in Frankfurt, I, I decided to to go to the to Frankfurt when I was starting my first business because the ecosystem was very friendly. In this in those days, um, it was more about how to 
how to get good um, projects and jobs and get paid well uh, by 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 clients. Um, this was something Berlin was not very uh, interested uh, interesting for me because nobody wanted to pay me. <laughs> uh, they just wanted to get the work done. Um, so it was for me it was it was the right place to start, um, and I think. Um, we uh, we had a lot of help during those uh, those first years. We wouldn't without those um, like envisioning business angels. Uh, I I wouldn't call them like I would call them co-founders slash early early business angels. We wouldn't uh, have made it. Uh, so it was very very important to find um, an IT culture with people that wanted to build successful companies. But um, today, maybe it's something that, um, and I learned that it's very important also for me to help other people now to to, to start off and, and get successful. First step is not not always the money; it's it's the mentoring aspect here and giving giving experiences. But also, there will be um, necessity for for, for um, giving out money since the, today we have a software-dominated world. Uh, if you need to run any workflow, even if you sell, like. Like things, I'm just standing in front of this this great Stansum uh, uh, um, um, extension for 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 my work desk here. And this is even if you have um, physical products, you need software to 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 get the business started. And um, when you're not the tech guy, uh, you need to have tech guys to do the first version of your software. So this takes a little bit of money at least to get started and prove that your business is doing doing good and that you have a good. Uh, product market fit and this is something that really um, I think is very uh, very important in such an ecosystem and today I want to I would like to do that uh, help um, that I received 10 years ago by people that really um, were very visionary uh, because there wasn't really a startup ecosystem uh, back then it's um, it's also important for us it was also important for us to receive um, like uh, research funding, um, which we received, um, um, like almost uh, a million euro, we received as some kind of uh, subsidy research fund by uh, Hessen Agentur. This was very important, and uh, I think this is uh, this was a great aspect. Um, on the other hand, it's uh, not always uh, easy to um, to, uh, to to get to the to the great uh, founders uh, and find find uh, the great companies. Um, when you when you want to like in, get involved in any way, so there, there there is place for improvement. I would say for people that have knowledge and money to get connected to the to the really um, engaged founders, uh, and this is something I I definitely need to need need to look into right now. So that means people can approach you. You are going to mentor and to invest. That is pretty good news for the ecosystem. Um, what, what will you be investing in? Fintech, accounting software? <laughs> I, I would say, I mean, I, I have a little split relationship to Fintech, uh, to be, uh, to, to be honest, because, um, for, for me, um, like creating easy to use products that, that do a real value always need to, to, to be very easy and understandable. Uh, I think for accounting, it's always nice to, um, to, to, to make things easier and simpler. Also, if you, I, uh, like for example, Autada, who did the, the reading software for, uh, the, the ID cards, the, um, 
this is something that's making that's really easy to understand. When we talk about um, other fintechs like trading or crypto, those are the things that I would say um, it's even hard for me to 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 find out if the, there's a real real value for our customers and to transporting that to the the right audience is 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 again very hard. So this is the part of fintech where I really uh, are always a little hesitant to to help because um, there was a very um, very uh, visionary. Um, business models and I, I'm always looking at how, how can I really help uh, sol um, find solutions for real existing problems and this is where I was, would like to focus on. Well, like if there's a problem, let's find a solution. I think I know some people you should talk to. Um, <laughs> Hopefully. That, that said, um, did it help or hurt you to be headquartered in Frankfurt? Because my understanding is, yes, there are a lot of big companies around here. A lot of international companies are headquartered here, especially most people don't realize it, but LG and Samsung, they're around here, their German headquarter. Uh, Procter and Gamble is really big in this area. Plus the, the, the usual suspects here, uh, chemical companies, the banks, insurers, uh, the airport. So a lot of big companies. And I assume like in the, uh, like, uh, everything they are doing, they hire smaller companies. So that would mean a big local market opportunity for you guys as well. I think it's, um, um, I would say the bigger, um, Opportunities for us came because we didn't have so much competition uh, as a startup. Um, like, for example, um, finding good talent was something that was relatively, uh, I mean, easier than trying to recruit in the Berlin area since our competitors in recruiting were mostly agencies, big agencies where people need to work the weekend through. <laughs> and this is something where we could be better or banks where people like they earn more money than with our company or with startups in general, but they don't usually don't do such a purpose-driven work that they can do with, uh, with Fastbill or, or other companies. So the competition, we, we could really position ourselves in recruiting to be better and different than other players, which was, which is always good if you don't have so many great startups in the area. So this is something that might become harder now. Also, um, for, uh, like, as I said, the research funding, uh, you can apply and you relatively easy get uh, get the subsidy and, and get the money for free. So this is something maybe that's uh, harder in, in, in other spaces. But uh, from a from a perspective of uh, like acquiring clients or strategic partnership, I would have uh, expected more since um, our approach was to to do bank um, uh, strategic partnerships with banks. And they are in Frankfurt, but this wasn't something that really worked out as I imagined. So I would say this is not something that really helped in our case. Maybe if you do like a KYC startup or something else, this would be maybe better, but not in our case. And what I think, what is definitely needed uh, here, and I, I mean, I met Mario through the um, startup community uh, events that we have here. I met Benjamin uh, through the same uh, connections here. So like um, meeting great people to um, to share a vision and to work together it's definitely possible in Frankfurt um, many people 
uh, are not um, like uh, not easy with um, quitting their bank job because this, this is so well paid in order to do um, a, a big start or a big vision startup. This is something where we, we, I, I would say if you don't get so much paid uh, as maybe in Berlin, it's easier for you to quit and do something else. So I, I think um, it's um, from from um, um, from the perspective of doing something real, uh, it's something uh, where you can find a better um, a better community, and there's not so much uh, like bullshit bingo around here. I would I would say. Mm -hmm. Last question, because we're already running at almost forty minutes by now recording time. Um, if you just would have one opportunity right here to ask for change in politics, like uh, talking about the 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 uh, state of Hessen government, what would it be and why? Um, I mean, locally, uh, um, I would definitely ask uh, ask. Uh, uh, ask for more um awareness regarding initiatives uh, that that are that are done um for startups like bringing people together there are already a few initiatives and i, I think this podcast is a very good example um um that uh, that um there is a very successful startup uh, uh initiative uh, from from around the corner um but still i mean um It's not that the startup scene is like jumping on me when I go out on the street. And this is something I would really like to, to have. If I want to help uh, companies or I want to get co-founders, I need to search. And this is something that really uh, can be uh, improved by um, making it more attractive to start an uh, initiative, get together, funding events and whatever it, it, it needs to, to be. Why don't we have a, like a yearly great startup uh, congress here that that could be something really uh, helpful uh, besides that um, and this is not just a state uh, issue it's really still hard to um to uh to 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 have uh, employees be part of your company and uh, and get a big uh, upside uh, when exiting the company uh, and this is something what i learned is, is too complicated to to give out um, stock options and and have people like have people paid uh, without paying um, so many taxes uh, um, when they work their ass off in the last years. So this is something that really needs to be improved because as a founder, you when you when you have a company that is a couple of years old and need to find engaged people, you need to give them stock options in order to, to have them on board. And this is something where we don't have such a good uh, option right now. Ooh, and that are almost 40 minutes right now in recording. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure talking to you, even though I know with your experience, we could have talked for a few more hours, <laughs> but, but maybe we'll do this uh, at another point in time. Thank you very much. It was just a pleasure talking to you and uh, looking forward uh, what news come out of Fast Bill. Um, for the next years. Thank you, Joe, for having me. It was a pleasure. And um, I'm very looking forward, uh, forward to the, to the FinTech, uh, um, to the FinTech, uh, how's it called? Um, the, um, on the 25th of, uh, of December, the F annual FinTech review by Startup the, Radio. Oh, this is so, so great. Uh, I love that so much. <laughs> great. Thank you very much. It was just a pleasure. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. 
That's all, folks. Find more news, streams, events, and interviews at www.startuprad.io. Remember, sharing is caring.